Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, this is she and it is Thursday evening and we are going to go a little deeper into clearing our mind and our heart. And last week as we went into uh, this concept of keeping the mind and heart clear, I wanted to just to recap some of what we covered and then we're going to go a little bit deeper into two aspects. We wear the ego, how it serves and what we can utilize it for, and then what parts of it we can let go of. And then um, also we're going to go into how we can heal the heart and break down some of those walls. So we're opening ourselves to an authentic place of intimacy with each other in every moment, releasing judgment, pointing fingers, uh we're putting our place and ourselves into a place of vulnerability and courage. So before we dive into that aspect, I just want us to recap from last week. Uh, we started with why we wanted to our heart and centered with self. This enables us to shift our worldview and suddenly everything that is around us is vibrating and appears in a different frequency and we can relate to it differently. So what we got into was that one, to start, we need to learn how to empty our mind, come to silence, reconnect with our self by self and feeling very comfortable in the mind, there's nothing they're occupying it, then we can be completely present in every moment and discern where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, and ultimately in a place of service to others. Matters of the heart, we talked about celestial realms, the breath, breathing in, and healing the heart, um, taking time in solitude, doing your inner work. It's really hard to heal a heart if you keep engaging with People, friends, and romantic partners, oftentimes that can skew us into their belief systems, their worldviews, and we haven't taken time just to get to the core of what's bothering us. Many people don't ever do this in one lifetime, let alone several lifetimes. It's a really just generous gift you can give yourself and humanity if you take some time to be in solitude by self. Some people say, I'm alone a lot, but they still don't face themselves. So if you really take an approach where you're going to say, okay, I'm going to sit and be with myself till I squirm and then till I relax, you'll be really surprised at what occurs during that time alone. Some of the tools that we covered last week were silence, breath, solitude, get assistance if you need it, Make that commitment to self to release that which troubles the heart and the mind and then take responsibility for yourself. The outcome for all of this work is happiness, self-love, stillness, presence. So with that being said, that kind of gave us our overview and our structure of where we were going and why we might want to go there. And what this potentiality leads for all of us is that we have the opportunity to just really enjoy ourselves <laughs> once we do this work. It doesn't have to all be so serious, but I'm not going to not tell you the truth that there is some squirming involved, and sometimes there's tears, sometimes there's anger, sometimes there's a nonsensical laughter um, to when you go through this process, when you start witnessing things. So where we're going to start today is we're going to talk about the ego. We're going to dive in with a song from here to here called Ego. Beautiful group of men that sing together uh, profound music. And we're just going to dive in there with the ego. And then we'll go a little bit deeper into what are the treasures of the ego and where the nemesis of ego is and how we can master that and how we can allow that identity to to life as we walk through it. So for right now, let's just connect with the voices here. here. And I think you might connect with some other levity. Uh, 
house music. Again, so we're not taking ourselves so seriously and just enjoy that jar. Decided to grow, blossoming into this brain that's insane when it thinks on us all, and absolute is the range. You got a problem with your ego, you got a problem with your mind, you got a problem with a problem.
Well, there you have it. Uh, who's got a problem with their ego? Well, I have many times. <laughs> so let's talk about this ego. Uh, fun to have a little dance music. I hope any of you, if you were inspired, moved a little. So the ego. And this is an interesting thing for us to look at. Uh, their masks, faces that we wear, things that engage us. But they also, the ego is our identity a little bit. Nothing to be necessarily attached to. Uh, we have to be so clean, but also that that identity which we're sharing with the world is part of what enriches us and makes us the different piece to the puzzle or the different part of the cosmic tapestry that we're all weaving together. So that's beautiful in that respect that we can actually have these individual articulations that can harmonize with the whole. It would, in my humble opinion, not be as exciting to be on a planet where we were all the same. I personally would probably uh, get depressed if I lived in an environment where we were all the same. So, actually, I know I would, and I, I couldn't handle it, because if you look at Mother Nature, what she's provided us, there are so many different articulations and textures and colors and beauty and all this wonderment that is there for us to engage with every moment. So that's the first indicator that we are supposed to have these individual articulations. So I don't want to say that ego is bad. However, if we're not in balance with self, our ego can flare up and lash out and overcompensate for something that's going on inside. And then what that does is that occupies our mind. So we can have our our expression of who we are. We can be this amazing actor, singer, writer. We could be all of those things, but we're not so attached to that identity. It's just what we do. It's how we serve. We rise there and we we deliver it. So if some of you come back to maybe a business meeting or an environment where you felt that you need to announce or you were asked to announce everything you've done. And it's kind of almost seems like you're giving your resume, you're potentially justifying your self-worth in a situation. And sometimes you might feel compelled to over-embellish because maybe you feel less than. This is when our ego starts playing games with us. And what can happen is we start to wear these masks and we engage in the ego and it takes us out of balance. And the reason this might be is, one, we might be trying to identify our self-worth. Two, we might be gripping to something that we know isn't us. This often happens to people that engage in criminal activity, um, addictive behaviors and activities. Uh, They're gripping to an idea or a concept of something that's really not them, that's a mask of ego that doesn't really belong to them. Um, We might engage an out-of-balance situation with our ego and anger, seriousness comes in, the need for control comes in. We also can see that our ego is flaring up a little when fear, anxiety, and depression come in. And so in these three areas, when we're gripping serious, um, we have fear, anxiety, depression, ask yourself right now, am I in an anxious place with my life? What part of my life is making me feel uneasy? And how am I handling myself in that situation? Am I calm and centered, even though I know I have anxiety and maybe stress, or am I not able to engage with people authentically? Am I constantly in fear that I'm not really being present with the choices I'm making? And am I gripping to something? And what face, what mask am I wearing? What am I presenting to everyone? Especially for anyone out there that's been on antidepressants or um, anxiety medicine, those can serve their purpose. But ask yourself if you can remember how you felt when you weren't on them and when you are on them. Sometimes when you're on these medications, you can feel numb. And you start wearing these funny masks because you can't really feel the outside world. It's almost like you're in... Um, a brown paper bag. And if you're suffering from depression, it can feel that way too, even if you're not on pharmacology or if you are. So 
when this happens, whether we're feeling depressed, anxious, fear, anger, any of those things, we're going to feel that our ego, all of a sudden we need to have a sense of identity. And if we don't have a sense of identity, we might go into a panic or feel lost or not know where to go next. So this is when our ego needs to be said, okay, what do we need to let go of here? (laughs) First of all, let go of anger, let go of anxiety, let go of fear, get ourselves back to a happy place, not a depressed place, let go of anything that's not serving. So right now I want you to ask yourself in your given life, what part of your life are you feeling dis-ease with? What doesn't feel like it's flowing? If it's work, if it's relationships, if it's friendships, if it's your kids, whatever it is, just notice what part of your life is feeling dis-ease. And I'm going to say go ahead and make it outside of you for this exercise. Just write it down. And the the part of you that just doesn't feel great or uneasy or just the part that you know you need to work on. You don't have to feel bad about it, but just the part you're like, wow, I really could, I have a temper and I could probably use a little bit of work on that to get it in, in check so the people around me could enjoy being around me. Because remember, we're all beautiful beings. We're filled with love and perfection. So you've noted something exterior that doesn't feel right. Now write down something interior that doesn't feel right, okay? Because it's really easy for us to put on our mask and go to someone else and blame them. Tell them that they're not treating you right. Tell them that this, that, or the other. And that might be the case. And they might be showing up to be that person so you walk away. Or that might not be the case at all. You're just taking it out on someone else because you're not settled inside. More than likely, when we get on our podium and start telling people how it is, it's because there's something inside of us that needs to have a resolve. Okay, if you're the one in the room and everyone else is looking at you with a blank face and doesn't know what to say, more than likely that's you, not everyone else. And you got to get to the point where you can make peace with, like, what's going on? You know, how can I take responsibility in this situation for my anger or my frustration or my anxiety or my depression? How can I take responsibility right now? Because at any given moment, you can move out of a job that's making you miserable. You can move out of a relationship that's not um, feeding your soul any longer. You can let go of contracts and agreements that weren't in your highest and best. Anytime we all have the freedom and the liberty to make these choices and move on. Yes, sometimes there's consequences. Sometimes you might have to move to a different location. You might have to downsize. You might have to give up uh, having a perfect credit score, whatever it is. But ultimately, the best way we can serve is to find contentment and stillness within ourselves and restructure our entire ecosystem so that that's possible in every moment because we all deserve that. And I've traveled to some remote villages and they have very little. Actually, they have a lot because they have happiness. They're pure, pure joy. They really know how to enjoy the moment. Uh, They know how to enjoy what's put in front of them and how to enjoy each other. It's really profound, and it's not based on anything external, nor is it based on pushing off our ideals on other people and trying to convince them that they must conform. So how this relates to our ego is we have to look at our mask. What masks are we wearing? Are we wearing the picture of being a mother with kids? But are you really that mother? Are you the quintessential perfect mother that was painted for our many um, young parents and older parents, is that you? And if it's not, wouldn't it serve you better to wear the role as a parent, but the parent that you are? It doesn't have to fit the model that we were fed through our society, through the lens of media, okay? Are you... um, in the entertainment business, and are you, I don't know, I'm going to just use it, a rock star. Are you a rock star, but really you have this really humble heart and you really don't want to be living the life that's expected of you every night out partying? Would you prefer to be at home and have a more 
family-like environment. That's okay. You can do that, and you owe it to yourself if that's what you want to live that role. You don't have to lift up to the persona that's on the stage. Again, we wear these masks. You can be an amazing performer and then want to go home and have a life like everyone else that you might feel is more in alignment with who you are. You might want to have a more mundane life in the sense that the simplicity of a meal, family, quiet, um, it's okay to choose that. Um, Whatever it is, come into alignment and shed the masks that you're pretending to be something. Do you go into meetings and do you boast and say, I did this, that, and the other, trying to justify your self-worth when really if you just were completely honest with where you're at, what's been happening, and not have to portray or be something that you're not. Check in with the masks that you wear. Check in where it causes you anxiety to be in a certain role, where it doesn't feel like you're really being integral and authentic. And when you identify those areas, shed the mask. Let it go. Just say, that's not me. I'm so not that. You have to choose in a moment what you want to be and what you don't want to be. You can't be everything to everyone. It's going to exhaust you and keep you out of balance. So... Right now, I want you just to write down an area, the the mask that you wear that you really love to wear, and we're just going to call them that uh, because that's all they are. When you get down to it, we really are just vibrational, beautiful frequencies in the universe, and these identities that we wear serve a purpose in a moment, but they're not as important as we think we are, as we think they are. And once we get to that resolve within self, then we can reapproach and be that, wear the mask, and be okay. Say, I'm going to wear the mask, and then just like an officer might wear a uniform, take it off at night, and you put it away, and then you go back the next day and play that role like you need to. Just like I was a lifeguard through part of high school and college. Love being a lifeguard. I'm not a lifeguard anymore, but you get a definite picture that was a mask I wore I would go there, I would protect people's lives, teach people how to swim, and at the end of the day, I would put my whistle up, take my swimsuit off, I would either go all of a sudden become an athlete and work out, or as many lifeguards do, we would go out and party. So all of a sudden, we had a different total demeanor from what you would see at the pool. So it might shock many people at the dualities of lifeguards. So remember... And as we get really in tune with our ego and what serves and what doesn't, there's a refining process. And you know, okay, I can wear this mask in complete integrity, and I really like wearing this. I really like being this person. I really like being the doctor. I like helping people with their lives. And I want to wear that mask with complete integrity and authenticity. And I'm going to continue to grow and expand and refine and realize that it's going to morph. The mask I wear is going to morph. So that is a way that you can connect with your ego and really embrace the faces that you shine out to the world and show them in a way that's completely transparent and authentic. And that will mean not just embracing the light side, the beautiful uh, angelic side. It means embracing the shadow. So for those of you that feel anger, um, anxiety, depression, fear, it's really embracing what that means, what you're afraid of. Are you afraid of losing control? Knowing what that is, knowing where your dark spot is and where you would go if you went to that dark place and understand that face of ego. When you understand your shadow and what that means and maybe where it got manipulated and maybe where you have been manipulating it in this life, what happens is you'll realize that, wow, um, I'll use the example of someone that might have an addiction, someone that is afraid to maybe be alone and has to either have people around at all times, have the television on, uh, maybe has to um, numb self with alcohol, uh, drugs, maybe even sex. Those faces of ego are aspects of self now if someone really went through and understood maybe there was abandonment issues, whatever it is that's causing you to wear those masks, you can shed them and bring all of that into balance and into integrity. So 
check in. Think of your shadow self, your light self, the masks we wear in between, the ones that don't serve that you're really ready to be honest and let go. It can be a process or you can do it instantly. As I've used the example before, if you clench a fist and then open it, it's that simple to let go of something that's causing you a lot of occupation in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. It's really easy to just drop it. As we've talked about before, meditation is a key. So what we're going to do right now is one thing that I found when we're facing ego, the thing that when we know we have ego really engaged is when we have a lot of thoughts in our head. We have anger, unresolved anger. We start pointing fingers at other people. That's a big indicator. Or if we're immobilized in our life, through fear and anxiety and we can't take action and everything that's happening around us is not propelling us forward. It's a big indicator that it's time for a shift. And that more than likely means that you will be letting go of people, places, and things around you because you are an energetic lock. So right now, a beautiful activity to do every day is I would love it if you close your eyes and just connect to yourself and at the end of each day as you're easing into sleep, especially if you have trouble falling asleep and you have get really anxious, is just to recapitulate in your mind's eye and witness self. Witness your entire day moving in and out of everything. that has happened today. And I want you just to watch it. I've shared this with many people that have learned how to meditate with me. Watch it like a movie. Just witness that which you are. See what's happening. And as you continue to visualize from the time you got up, throughout your day, how did you hold yourself? How did you receive others? Were you engaged? Were you present? Were you mindful? Were you always on your phone? Did you look people in the eye? Did you get angry? What were your emotions? What were your feelings? Just keep connecting, going a little bit deeper and as you continue to watch the movie just witness self and just take a few moments with a deep breath just to watch that movie again from the time you got up till now if you just got up then yesterday and just witness every aspect and watch it fast forward. And then, as you see the whole film, let it go a little further. Just release it. And then allow the mind, as soon as you've released it, without judgment, just to let it go, the recapitulation. And then you're just going to bring the awareness to the breath, breathing in and out. And with each exhalation, just releasing anything that you didn't like, anything that you're, is occupying your mind, any part of your body that's feeling tight, tension, stress, just letting it go, softly breathing in and out, allowing self to release faces of self. Good. 
And as you continue to breathe in and out, just softly and gently returning the awareness back to the physical heart. Breathe in and out. And now as you connect to the heart center, I just want you to feel levity. I want you to bring yourself back to your recapitulation of the last day or the day before. And I want you to connect with one aspect of self that might have not been in the highest and best, but that aspect of self that you need to kind of laugh at. You need to release it through laughter, realizing it's okay. And as you release, maybe one of those funny moments when you were uh, yelling at someone, getting control, pretending to be someone that you're not. <laughs> finding yourself in a funny situation. Just say, wow. (laughs) We're funny, aren't we? Just see the humor in it as you witness it. Forget about the emotions needing to be right or wrong or to be vindicated or not. Just laugh. (laughs) Laugh at how silly we can be sometimes, and let it go. (laughs) It feels good to sometimes laugh at yourself. Brings in a sense of humility. So now I just gently want you to, as you see and smile at self, And then just gently open up your eyes and reconnect a little bit more present outside of self. And with that smile, let's go now from the mind. It's that simple with a smile, with laughter. It helps clear the mind. It helps us bring us into the present moment. It also, when we do the recapitulation, helps us identify those faces of ego that don't serve. And then we can release them with the laughter, the levity, the amusement when we witness ourselves. The more you practice witnessing yourself, then you'll start to realize where you are, what your actions are, that maybe you've gone through the past 10 years not even communicating with your spouse. Realize, wow, I haven't even asked my spouse if they're okay. Hi, how are you? Just to realize, and then don't feel bad about it. Just start to laugh and go, oh, my gosh, where have I been? And decide what you're going to do. You know, do you need to make changes? Do you need to let something go? Do you need to reconnect? Just decide in every moment. It'll be obvious to you as you move through each moment. Now, the next aspect of our clear mind If we have a clear mind, we can also have a clear heart. Really, when we start to realize we don't have thoughts, you're halfway there. (laughs) It's really exciting and you should do a little dance. (laughs) When you realize, like, wow, I didn't think at all today, except maybe if you were intellectually engaged in some wisdom or intelligence. Okay, we have to noodle some things around in our head. But if you didn't have thoughts consuming you about self or other people, but celebrate every time you recognize one of those moments. Once our mind starts getting a little bit more empty, and the way we do this is through meditation. It's really the only way. And for those of you that practice wanting to do your inner work, if you're not taking time to be I haven't found any other way (laughs) to really get truthful with ourselves. So just take some time. And this meditation can be an action. It could be in if if you're a runner, you're a cyclist, or many different ways you can get into a meditative state through asanas, all those things. But finally then just to get really, really still and sit with self 
is a beautiful thing. So as we move on, we clear our mind, our thoughts are no longer occupying our head. We release spaces of ego that really aren't authentic or truthful, and we feel a lot more freedom. We can start to examine our heart. Now, the heart is this curious thing because it's right in the center of our chakra system. It's right in the center, almost in the center of our chest, and it's this gateway, the secret gateway well, not so secret, but people have kept it from a secrecy. You know, many people were taught, think with your head, not your heart. Well, the heart is actually such a beautiful tool for us to tune in to what really is and what really isn't. Uh, we can tune in if someone's hurting. We can feel their pain. We can feel them clamp up. What's happened to most of our society on this planet is they've walled that heart up, Okay. I've seen it in emerging countries where, you know, there's a high level of violence where mothers just consider it a norm if they're going to have to lose a child. They have to actually desensitize themselves to that. Doesn't mean it doesn't cause them pain, but they have to realize they may lose one, two, three of their children um, to violence. And there's nothing they can do about it. They're at the mercy of the conditions which they have to live in. Yet they still manage to find joy, but there's still parts of their hearts that are closed off. Then in other parts of the world that are modern nations or well-developed, well, it's an interesting different story. We see it all the time. People are closed off to a level of intimacy. They've pretty much um, closed themselves off to even knowing self because they've gotten themselves potentially into a corner with anxiety, stress, depression. These are real things. I'm not trying to minimize them. See it all the time, but it's alarming at the rate at which we have our collective continents in these states where we're overwhelmed by dis-ease, emotional dis-ease in our energetic body. This is not a healthy state to be in. And then on top of that, we're numbing it so we don't really understand how we're to relate to the outside world. So how we can release these things, depression, anxiety, stress, anger, is to clear the heart. It's one thing to clear the mind, but we can play some wonderful tricks. We can become an amazing meditator, clear the mind, nothing, but we still have a wall around the heart. Okay. Now, when we open up this heart center, we're afforded to know where we needed to be. We can love all beings in such a deep, profound way. And we can show up in integrity in all our relations because we're no longer holding someone at arm's length because we're feeling the magnitude at which we might relate to each other. We no longer are only giving a fraction of ourself to our family and our friends because we don't want to engage that heart. We're afraid to get hurt again or we're afraid to lose someone or be abandoned. So we keep it safe. Now, what's ironic about this is when we do that, when we build a fortress around our heart, we actually keep ourselves from some of the most magical alchemy on this planet. This alchemy that can be transmitted by kindness, generosity, gratitude, authentic gratitude. There's no longer manipulation. There's no longer living life about doing things to make ourselves feel better. Now, I want you to ask yourself in this moment, how many of you have said, well, I want to do something for, I want to give money back, and I want to give it to this X, Y, and Z. Now, why are we doing that? Why are we giving money to another country so kids can have clean water? Yeah, that's beautiful. We all deserve to have clean water on this planet. But ask yourself, why are you doing that? And what are you trying to put a Band-Aid on right here at the heart center? How are you trying to make yourself feel better? Okay, there's so many things that we can do first by making this heart feel better and then we'll understand where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do on this planet and why. And by increasing our vibration, by increasing the amount of love that we're able to send out, we have that much more capabilities of receiving. And when we receive, 
then we have more to give, right? This isn't about hoarding and then giving when you can. This is about receive and then give with a clear heart, an authentic heart. And so what's going to happen when we open up this heart center? Well, the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to be asked to surrender. You're going to actually get a little uncomfortable, okay? It's sometimes at first feels really uncomfortable to open up that heart. We feel very vulnerable. All of a sudden we're, as I would call it, naked. As soon as we open that heart and we're like, wow, I'm going to be here and present with this person or my friends. And I'm going to have courage to sit here with a really open heart, no matter what. I mean, this whole room of people might start yelling at me. And I'm just sitting here with an open heart wanting to love every single one of them. But I'm going to do that courageously. I'm going to sit here and stare into my beloved's eyes like I've never stared before. I'm going to take the time to connect with he or she's soul and look deeper than I ever have before and realize what our true connection is. Is there a connection? Oh, wow. Maybe we see something that we haven't seen before. Maybe our connection goes deeper. Maybe we realize we've been holding each other back, and it's time to move on. Maybe we realize the stories we made up are kind of funny. (laughs) Whatever it may be, take the time to think about how courageous it would be if you could be there in that vulnerable moment, just for a moment, and see what happens. Now, we can say that word, I love you, to anyone we want, but can you say it to yourself, and do you mean it? And how you might know if you mean it, I want you to ask yourself, are you at peace with all aspects of your life? Are you at peace with how you live your life? And are you so much at peace that right in this moment, if it was your time to go, you would have no regrets, nothing else that you wanted to do, completely content with what is, what was, and what will be? Are you at peace? Do you love yourself? True peace. Someone that's at peace really doesn't have to exclaim it, but has a sense of it. You might go in and out of being at peace, but are you at peace? When you can truly and authentically state that you love yourself and you have a sense of inner peace with self, you will have the understanding of what it means to have a clear heart. How you can check in with that is do you have judgment towards others? Maybe you can see things that have gone wrong in this world and rather than judge or lambast them, maybe you have compassion for them. And within that compassion, you see that there's a potentiality that they could shift. It doesn't mean you enable them with codependency. (laughs) It means that you see them in their beauty. You see them potentially for maybe the life they were born into and that's the role they came here to play. And you drop the judgment. When you drop the judgment, your heart's clear. You can witness it. You can have compassion. And then at the same time, when you have compassion, you witness something that potentially could cause you non-peace, is that you create a sense of understanding and knowing of how you're going to interact with certain beings or different people that come into your life so that your heart stays clear. Those are called boundaries. You keep yourself safe. There's no reason to go out and think, wow, I'm so compassionate that I'm going to go and liberate every person on this planet. It's not really our role. The only person that can liberate self is self. But you can also be there for people, but you need to have boundaries, especially if it's going to put you in a vulnerable position to close off that heart center again. So if any of you have been in relationships that aren't healthy for the heart center, it's really important to know when you should move away from them and create some distance and welcome in the clearing between you and that energetic field 
and then just check in. Is it me that has judgment here? Is this something they're working through and that I just need to distance myself so I'm not aggravating the situation further? Whatever it may be, but it's really important to check in. And you might feel vulnerable. It might take a lot of courage for you to walk away from that abusive relationship. It might take a lot of vulnerability to sit down and look into your mother's eyes and tell her, gosh, I love you and thank you for helping me come into this world. Even though I feel that I was betrayed by you, whatever it might be, but being honest and authentic and allowing yourself to be in that courageous position with all the beings in your life. As soon as we step into that role of authenticity of what we have to offer, how we can show up for each other, the heart starts to clear and it opens. And when we open these gateways, these beautiful, beautiful gateways, we start to realize where we're aligned and where we're to go and where the similarities are, where the dots match and how they connect. And that's how this magic starts. When you start to realize that you have things to mirror each other and complement each other, that you really can get beautiful about long term when we have a clear heart and a clear mind because we know in every moment that will be exactly where we're supposed to be. So with that, when we drop the thoughts from the mind, we clear the heart, we realize that this really isn't about us. We realize like, wow, I went through all that kicking, screaming, thrashing around, pushing people away to keep myself safe. And now I see it wow, it feels good for my heart to feel free. It feels really good for my mind to be clear, to be in check with the faces of ego that serve and the ones that don't. And in that moment, we more give other people and we have the capacity to receive more. So for any of us out there that have limited ourselves, especially because we've been constrained by different things right now, is to open yourself up to receiving. Open yourself up to new ways of existing and welcoming in clear love, clear minds, and clear relationships. As you contemplate that, what you are ready to let go of and what you have to offer and give others. We're going to listen to a song by the Dave Stringer Band, and it's called Loka. It's, they're going to use two mantras, Loka, Samasta, Suki no Bhavantu. It's one of my favorites. It's life to all, love to all, peace to all. So sit back, enjoy that, and then they integrate Om Shanti, peace. So... Think about how you can come to peace with self. You can clear the mind. What are the first things you're ready to let go of and realign with?
well, um, so it's connecting with just love and life and peace for all. How we begin is, well, to sit with self. <laughs> so part of our inner work for this week or for the next moment, it doesn't even have to be by the confines of any calendar, <laughs> could just be in the moment, is silence. I would really recommend um, after just being in nature and sitting by self, uh, I was like, it would be really, really amazing. We talk about world peace and people have big concerts and festivals about this. Well, you know, I've even worked on campaigns for it. And now it seems a little silly to me because really that's not how we get to world peace. <laughs> we only get there by sitting down and just see what it means to sit for five minutes. Start there. And if you can, work your way up to one to two hours a day. might seem like a lot of time, but just check in how much time you spend on the phone, texting, talking, on Skype, on Facebook, on Twitter, on any other social media networks, Googling, hmm, right there. Or in front of TV, I forgot that one. <laughs> I don't ever watch TV, but... How much time do you spend at any one of those things? Or how much time do you spend stuck in your head or paralyzed by anxiety, depression, or stress? The, those moments easily exceed two hours in a day. I guarantee it. All put together or each one of them. So if you just give up one or two of those things, you will can start with five minutes and then work your way up. And take time at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, in the middle, wherever it naturally occurs. If you're feeling a little sleepy, great time to meditate. It will rejuvenate you and empower you to move on. That silence, that stillness, as uncomfortable as it might be at first, I'm not going to say that it's easy because it's not. Okay, you have to, if you didn't take time to be silent in this lifetime, it's going to take some practice to get there again, just like it took you to walk, to crawl, to talk, to learn to tie your shoes. It just didn't happen all of a sudden. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. So as you sit, you'll crave it more and more. I Every day I was rising earlier and earlier and just wanted to be sitting on the land, and I wanted to stay there a lot longer second way for us to clear our mind and clear our heart is to connect with nature. Walk in nature. Be in nature. Gaia has this beautiful way of kind of taking away our worries, our pains. Getting out in the water, getting in the woods, going up on a mountain, whatever you love. Doing a sport in the outdoors. Just laying on the earth and breathing in and out. That's the next thing you can do. And then a mind dump, recapitulation, journaling, just letting it go. If you are engaged in any types of uh, movement activities, walking, running, hiking, you can take the time to mind dump the beginning of your outing and then get to that empty spot. Do it as a practice. I used to run marathons. I would, my mind would go for at least a good six miles. By 13, I felt really good. I was empty. <laughs> and then I was great. I wanted to go till 20. Sounds a little nutty, but I loved it. It was a meditation for me and felt completely free for those seven miles. Just like, whew, sometimes I would drop in sooner. So be kind with yourself. Use this opportunity in the next moment to do this inner work to practice silence, become a lover of silence, take time to walk in nature, take time to let the mind release, just let it out. Not on someone else, please, if you can't. So there you have it. That's our inner work for the week. And one thing that this is a question that comes up, you know, I'll work with people and, you know, they could be in a vulnerable position and they're ready, they're almost at, courageous spot to finally let go, let go of what isn't serving them. So in that moment, 
we have a choice. Do we completely release or do we decide that we're going to um, embrace uh, and hold on? So the question is, how do you have that courage? How do you have the courage to finally let go of something that you know is just not working? You see it. Like maybe you started out fully engaged in a relationship and then you realize, wow, totally not serving. I have some stuff to work on. I need to let this go, but it feels good. Just practice opening and closing the hands and let it go. Or maybe you got into a business venture. It's not working. The writing's on the wall. Let it go sooner than later. You'll save all the people involved a lot of heartache, hardship, and probably debt. So take time to be really honest with yourself. What's not working? What is working? What just needs a little bit more of your attention? And your patience that you know in your heart really will be successful. Be truthful with self. So for this week, again, if you can take the time to practice your silence, connect with nature, clear the mind, have the mind dump, you'll be well onto your way of clearing the heart and the mind and finding that sweet spot of loving self and then loving everything around you. And the mystery and the magic will begin to unfold. I want to thank you all for taking the time just to sit and listen to me for for an hour and to be present with yourself. It's just a huge honor to have each and every one of you to take the time. I really send a deep, deep bow to each and every one of you and honor you for taking that time and showing that respect to self. Until, Until next time, this is she signing out with that deep bow, full heart, and a namaste.